The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to the lovely Liz Beden, who is a retention and loyalty strategist. She's been working with brands like Virgin and Samsung before starting her very own consultancy, where she now works with membership and subscription sites and businesses on their customer experience and retention to obviously grow your business. Now, when this episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're all out there on a limb on your own trying to figure out how this applies to you and your membership. So come and share with us what it is that you are working on in our free Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing Show Community. It's totally free to come and hang out with us and a few thousand other people just like you on the same journey and discuss all of this stuff. So just search for The Email Marketing Show Community or if you've got a web browser handy, just go to www.robandkennedy.group and it will forward you straight over to the group. I recently introduced him to the miracle that is Dunkin' Donuts. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he likes Keels and Lossitane, I think, Mem's bubble bash, bath. It's the psychological mind reader, Kennedy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I only put them in because uh, they're an absolute pain in the arse to pronounce. Now, I have to say, I think you've taken a bit of credit on my fact here about introducing me to Dunkin' Donuts. What you said is, there's Dunkin' Donuts, but neither of us ever had one before. Shall we have one? I think you'll find that I've had it before in America, and I said this at the time. I thought you said you hadn't had one either. No, I said they make absolutely shit hot chocolate. Um. But good donuts. And then we had the lovely discussion about whether Dunkin' Donuts came first or The Simpsons came first, didn't we? Yes, we did. Exactly. Chicken and egg. Yeah, I've only just recently uh, discovered Keels and other lovely, like, men's bubble bath. I mean, I, I, I love a bath. I, lo- I just love it. Two o'clock in the afternoon, that's what entrepreneurship's about, surely. Anyway, hello, this is the show where we help course creators, coaches, and membership site owners with everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Now, Kennedy would argue this email marketing Wednesday thing is starting to catch on. I think it's people just posting it to one me up so if you could stop that that would be great it's just mm-hmm. wednesday it's not email marketing wednesday mm-hmm. people do ask us which email marketing automation platform that we use and the truth is that people in our world use all different types of email marketing platforms some we've heard of some we've never even heard of before and that's totally cool but honestly the one we use is keep Keep allows you to create the most intuitive email automations, book appointments, and send great emails all under one roof. And they're sponsoring this episode of the show, so we've hooked you up with a smashing deal. So so you get your first three months, half price, no setup fee at all, and you get an extra 2,000 contacts when you sign up by going through emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep today. So, thank you to the lovely people at Keep. So, Rob, Liz Beden, our pal, is in the wings, and one of these three things is true. No peeking at Liz, and no giving it away, please, Liz. So, did she turn down a double date with a Golden Globe-winning actress? Did she meet her husband by spilling coke over him in the theatre? Or does she have an annual tradition of dressing as a turkey for Thanksgiving? 
Okay, well, you dress as a turkey for Christmas dinner, so I think you've made well, that... Well, I put a hat on. I think, you've ma- I think you've made that up based on your hat philandering. Okay. I think that's where that's come from. Uh, turn down a double date with a Golden Globe winning actress. That's quite cool. That could be a possibility, but I don't think anyone would turn that down for any reason. Uh, my husband's spilling coke over in the theatre. See, we go to the theatre a lot. I feel like you've probably had coke spilled over you in a theatre somewhere. You could have got that there from there, but you're not that stupid. Um, I think that she... Oh, my <laughs> husband by spilling coke over him in the theatre. Liz, what's true? No, that's not true. It's actually uh, that I turned down a bowling date with a Golden Globe winning actress. What? But at the time, she was only nominated. So that keeps me warm at night, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she's raging. I bet she she got a Golden Globe and was like, and Liz Bean has no idea what she missed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating because I feel like she's getting... She's becoming bigger and bigger. I hadn't heard of her at the time. She was kind of the girlfriend of a friend. And now I really regret it because I feel like she could have been my best friend. But alas, it was not meant to be. (laughs) There you go. Ah, there you go. So one of the things that you've obsessed with your entire career is looking at the relationship between a subscriber, someone who pays you regularly, and uh, and the business. Because obviously the the key, if you've got a membership, like we've got a membership, and and many people have memberships because people pay you every month, and it's lovely. You're not starting the month at zero, which is why we wanted to do it in the first place. But the challenge with that is making sure that it's not a one-off sale, making sure that they do stick around for a few months, if not years to come. Um, So this is a thing that you literally have focused on your entire career, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my career about 10 years ago working corporate. And uh, I was working on email marketing to begin with, but all around like nurturing customer relationships. And then I started working very heavily in loyalty programs. And um, yeah, about a year ago, as you said, started my business, um, helping membership sites with retention and loyalty, because it's exactly what you said, Kennedy, when you have a membership site or any kind of subscription service, retention is key for profitability and revenue. Right, right, right. So it all starts, I guess, on day day one, they joined the member. I mean, when do we need to start thinking about this? Like, okay, um, it, the person joins, is it the first email? Is there anything we need to do just before that? Like, how does this, when does this begin? So that's a really interesting question. I think it's, I mean, if you want to get technical, it really begins with your acquisition methods and making sure that you're acquiring the right kind of member. But in terms of nurturing the relationship, um, you know, it's everything from the sales process to that first impression when they hit your membership site and seeing the welcome area, the onboarding emails, like it's really a bit of an orchestra of of experience to deliver that great first touch. Mm. That makes sense. I'm, I'm curious. One question that we've definitely tackled in the past, and I'm interested to get your take on it, is how do you know if you've got a re- if you've got a membership and it's running already? How do you know if you've got a retention problem? Because you might say, well, my membership's not growing as fast as it could be. How do you know that that's that you should be focused on making retention better or making acquisition better? Like, how do we know whether it's good, bad, or indifferent? A lot of memberships will mostly focus on the acquisition side of things. So they will very much focus on how do I get more members into my membership. And I am floored by the number of memberships that I speak to who are not looking at month on month, how many people are canceling their membership. And there's actually two different ways that you can look at this. And and mostly memberships, I feel, look at this in one way, but they should actually look at it in both. So you could look at it as your monthly churn. So every month of the members that you have, what percentage are leaving. But I think in a way, an even more valuable way of looking at your, your cancellation rate is 
based on the time that someone joined, what percentage of your members are still around one month later, two months later, three months later, et cetera? Because that will give you a real idea of, you know, are you seeing an increase in churn at the three month mark, for example? And then you might have a, a retention issue at that specific part of the life cycle. Um, so I think a quick answer to your question is, if you find that you are losing more members than you are acquiring, then I would highly suggest that you shift gears and focus on the retention piece. But of course, you know, as much as I love retention, and I will preach retention and die on this hill. If you're not acquiring members, then you don't have a business, right? So it's, you know, it's two hands on, on both wheels, not driving a car. I don't know what you'd be driving with two wheels, but. <laughs> that makes loads of sense. There's another part to this, I think, when people first join and creating a really good experience, we have definitely tackled the the balance of um, of it being enough emails that they don't feel like they've been abandoned and that they're being guided through a process. Yeah. But also the, the the reverse of that can happen if you're not careful. They end up getting so much stuff by email that actually it's a little bit overwhelming too. Um, how do you kind of tread that board carefully? So I, I get this a lot from membership site owners. So I, I have a whole approach that we can talk through around how you can properly onboard your members to make sure that you are delivering a great experience and flagging members who are at risk of churn. But what I would say is that very, well, not very often, always, one of the most exciting times of someone joining your membership is the day that they subscribe, the day that they register, right? So that first day is the day that they are most likely to read every single word in your email and every single thing that you send them. And that excitement naturally fatigues over time. So generally when looking at onboarding, I would say, you know, put the most important stuff, obviously, at the start of the life cycle and really try and um, pack it in such a way that you're delivering a tangible win for the thing that your membership helps people with within the first like two to three weeks because that's really the amount of time that you have before someone considers canceling. And typically the first month is a, a massive cancellation spike. So that's a really kind of imperative po uh, point of life cycle to make sure that you're showing the value of your membership. Generally people will tend to cancel because they're not using or because they don't understand the membership. So you wanna make sure that you have that covered in your onboarding program. Okay, you've got a in really interesting framework using a lot of R's, uh, haven't you? You've got, you've got, you've got this. Um, I'm trying not to make a, a horrible I joke. I feel like so. it should be a, a pirate. Maybe I should rename it the pirate framework. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so let's talk about these R's of yours uh, because the word if I say arse if I say let's talk about this arse of yours it sounds like I'm talking about your butt so, I know I that's not what saying. you mean I never thought about that before I think it's your accent that's doing that to it <laughs> I can't believe we got Liz Beaton on the podcast and I'm talking about her arse okay um, so what's the first R <laughs> so it's called the 5R framework and now, right. now that we're talking about this, I feel like maybe I need to reposition it, but I, I didn't get too creative with the naming. It's functional, not it's perfect. form inducing. Um, but these are essentially kind of the checkpoints that I recommend every membership consider when they're thinking about really delivering a best in class memorable onboarding experience. Um, so the first R is around receive. Okay. So making sure that you are warmly welcoming your members, a lot of memberships that I work with tend to have a, a kind of um, face as the face of the membership. Like, you know, you and Rob are the, the kind of leaders of the membership and you're very forward facing, but making sure that you as the leader um, are able to extend that warm welcome in that initial email, 
and also include all the key information. Um, I get asked all the time, how much information is too much information in that first email? And I would say, you know, as much as you can, you want to keep it as short as it, what's, what's the saying? As short as it needs to, no, as short as, as it can be, but as long as it needs to be, if you see right. what I mean. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to have, you know, three bullet points that are repeating the same point. You really want to make sure that you're calling out the key elements of the membership. Do you have any weekly calls? What are those calls? Do you have um, learning sections? How do they access their login, et cetera? So all that key information in that first email, because as I said, the kind of emotional, joy that someone will have from joining your membership is at its peak on that first day once they've registered and signed up. And I think by reminding them of that value, uh, something that we talk about a lot is is reselling them on, re removing that buyer's remorse, that cognitive dissonance of going, I've just spent money on this, but oh, have I just been completely fucked over now? You know, have I, have I just given this person some money and then I'm not really going to get the results I want? If you, at that point, can resell them on that was a great decision because it reinforces this is what's happening and you feel mm -hmm. handheld you don't want to pay somebody some any kind of money whether it's ten dollars or ten thousand dollars a month for that first month you don't want to feel like they just dropped you off in an unknown city and went there you go do what you want because they're terrible trips aren't they Absolutely. I think there's also an element of being really clear on what it is that your membership helps people with. I feel like a lot of times I work with memberships who just put everything and the kitchen sink into their membership and it does a million different things and actually members want to be taken on a linear journey and they want to achieve a tangible thing. So being really clear on what that thing is um, and as, as you say, like, you know, reiterating what the membership helps them achieve. Okay, so that's the first bit, receive. What happens as soon as they come in, you want to have you know, that, that, that person who's the concierge who receives your guests uh, into, into the beginning of that experience. Um, okay, R number two. <laughs> R number two is reveal. So this is where you get really clear on what is the one thing that you want to help your members achieve in the first like two to three weeks of their membership. As I said before, that first month is so key to make sure that you're not um, kind of hemorrhaging people. And, and that first month is a core month where people will join. And then, you know, two weeks in, think I'm not really getting anything out of this. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just cancel. So you want to make sure that you're really clearly um, identifying a win that you can help people get to the end of in a short period of time. And you want to hold their hand through that process. So this, I mean, depending on what the thing is, this could be two emails, it could be three emails, but it's really um, pointing them to the right resources and encouraging them to, to kind of, you know, get involved in the membership and take action. I've got a question, which is about this idea of the quick win, because we, we, it's one of those things that we want to get in all of our products and in all of our businesses. How mm -hmm. do we quantify a win? Because for some businesses, that may, like, take, for example, our business. Uh, and, and, uh, the ultimate goal with learning email marketing is to make more sales, and that, that's a lovely thing. But is it all, like, when, when people get a win, are there different types of wins we can give people, like emotional wins and financial wins? Like, what, what do we mean by a win? So in, in my mind, I would say that as long as it's something tangible and measurable, then that would be a win. Um, there are definitely memberships, of course, that are not measurable, that maybe help with relationships or emotions. But even like, let's say that you have a, a membership that helps with relationships. Can that first win in the first month be that they ask five people out on a date or ask one person out on a date, for example? Mm -hmm. um, you basically want to from a logical perspective, have that person be thinking, okay, I achieved this thing in my first three weeks in the membership, and it's, so it's giving me value. What you don't want to have happen is someone reach you know, three weeks and be thinking, I've done nothing, I've achieved nothing. And right. 
analysis paralysis is a real thing, y'all. <laughs> if you give people too much, they will do nothing. So make right. it super easy, super bite-sized. Um, so they can like check a thing off on their list because obviously you can't always guarantee the outcome. Like you can't guarantee they're going to meet the person of their dreams on these uh, imaginary dates, but you can say, well, I've spoken to five people. They might have all said no, but they've taken that first step and that's the win and that should be positioned as a exactly. win, not this process doesn't work. Okay, that definitely gives me a bit more of a feel on that. Okay, so... One other thing. So I just, before we move on on that as well, another thing that can be really helpful in kind of um, focusing on, in on what that win is, is doing some customer research. So asking your members, what did you want to achieve when you joined the membership? Like what was the one itch that you wanted to be scratched through the membership? And then think about what is the f first step on that journey that you can help take them on in the first few weeks? I love that. I love that. I love that. Love it. So what, what do we do next? The third R? Yeah. <laughs> The third R um, is refer. So this is something that a lot of memberships do not do. And to be honest, I was a little bit on the fence with it myself, um, but essentially it's driving new members to refer people who might benefit from the membership. Um, the reason why I like to include this uh, in my, my onboarding programs that I help my clients build is because from, from a revenue perspective, it can be quite lucrative. So I've worked with memberships who have driven six figures of additional revenue through their referral schemes that they promoted in their onboarding program. Um, and it's one of those things that you set up and it can just tick on in the background and drive additional um, members to you without you having to do much. Um, there's different ways that you can do re referral programs. Um, do you guys have a, I'm part of your membership as a side note, in case any listeners are curious, of course, I am already a member of your membership, but, um, do you guys have a referral program? Uh, we have, um, we have a referral program for our standalone products, um, but we do not have an official referral program for the membership itself at the moment, you know. Yeah. yeah, things could change. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's different ways of doing referral. Like you said, I mean, I think you're about to go into that. But like, there's there's like, hey, I mean, how how do you like sort of compensate people? Because there's like an emotional referral thing, isn't there? Which is like, hey, who else do you know who get benefit from this? Let's help more people out. That's kind of the softest one. But, but I mean, what other options are there? So there's two um, kind of main referral program styles that I've seen work quite nicely. Um, the first is where you essentially give people a percentage of the initial sale when they drive a new member into the membership. Um, I think that can be set up pretty easily from a tech perspective. You get them to sign up, et cetera. Um, another way that I've seen work quite nicely is uh, through giving the member a free month and their refer their referee a, a free month when they refer someone. I'm saying refer a lot, but hopefully that, that made sense. That makes sense. I mean, I think it's always good to have like a dual benefit um, to, to these things. I could do a whole, a whole thing about referral marketing because I'm obsessed with it. But um, so if, if this idea of the, the person they refer gets a benefit, they get a benefit and it might be they can both get the, a month for free or month half price, yeah. and the, but they both, there's a mutual benefit to doing that. Um, it's really nice because you feel less, less like you're selling to your friends if you know by coming through your link, the friend actually gets a bit of a leg up as well. They get an extra whatever or they get a, a free whatever it's going to be. I love that. But I never th would have thought of, like in your onboarding, Within the first three weeks, would you put refer as early as that? Or was that a little bit later? Like, when do we add that step? So I would actually include it probably around the week three-ish mark um, because people are still quite engaged. They're quite excited. 
have you heard the saying of the boat where the, the happiest days of a boat owner's life is when they buy their boat, when they sell their boat? Have you heard this before? <laughs> I've never heard no. that, no. <laughs> well, it's it's similar-ish with memberships. Like the most exciting days for a member is when they join and then the kind of excitement wanes and then they cancel and they get excited. And you want that to be as long as possible, obviously. You want to retain as long as you can. Um, but that first month, people are the most excited. Um, and of course, you can also pepper in your referral program throughout the life cycle, you could do a campaign, you know, you could schedule a campaign every few months to send them a nudge. But that first month is a really great opportunity um, to drive people in. Love it. I love that. Really cool. I love that. Let's move on to the fourth one. The fourth are you honestly, the more I, I'm talking through this, I'm like, I need to rebrand this baby. But um, <laughs> the fourth R is report. So this is a touch point where you essentially email your members at a specific um, point. So it could be, you know, day 25, for example, of, of their life cycle after they've joined. Um, and you say something like, hey, Kennedy, you know, you've been part of the membership for just over three weeks now. We've loved having you. I would love to hear more about how you're finding your time in the membership. Let me know how you're feeling by selecting one of the options below. And in the email, you would have um, loving it so far as a link, and you would have still getting up to speed as another link. Depending on what they click, you would then tag them and have um, a follow-up email that would correspond to their, their answer. So if they say they're loving it so far, that's brilliant. If, it, if it's a monthly member, that's actually a great opportunity to upsell the annual. So you could say something like, hey, we know you're loving it. We'd love to get you on an annual you know, membership. If that's of interest to you, you know, ha have a month off of the price because they've already paid for their first month. But if they say that they're, they're still getting up to speed, this is an early indicator that someone isn't really getting it with the membership. Um, and it's a great opportunity for you to then take it off of automated because up to now this whole conversation is automated and start manually engaging them to say you know hey kennedy i noticed that you're still getting up to speed is there anything i can do to help to try and understand what's happening kind of beneath the surface to cause that person to you know to not be fully up to speed as of yet I love it. And what's nice about that is not only do you get to fix it for that person, but like everything, like in customer support and everything, if you get the same bit of feedback a few times, then you start building that in to help people automatically in the future. And then you reduce those number of people and you, you improve exactly. the experience for everyone. It's what we would what we would call a good fix. Um, it's, a, it's a fix that helps lots of people, uh, which is lovely. OK, you've got one final R. My final R uh, is review. So this is where at around the like 31, 32 day mark. So this is after they've been charged for their, their second month. You would reach out to them and ask them um, to essentially leave a testimonial of their experience with the membership. Um, and you could even ask some additional questions around like, what do you think has been working really well? What, how do you think we could improve? So you want to keep this super short, super simple. Um, the real objective is that you're trying to get uh, those testimonials that you can use you know, on your sales page or to drive new members into the membership. You'll also want to add a caveat in there to say um, you know, something along the lines of, if you provide a testimonial, please uh, you know, be aware that you are consenting to us using this in our promotional material, because you don't want to then go back to everyone and ask permission, of course. Um, I love that. I love so, yeah. that. I love it. And what's really nice about asking for a testimonial th at that point is going back to that example, which I've never heard of before, about this: the boat owners love it when they first join it, and then when they when they when they when they leave when they buy the boat, when they sell the boat, is 
by having somebody give a testimonial, it's a really interesting bit of psychology happens, is because they know that their job when giving a testimonial is to sell the thing to somebody else. But by thinking the th- through the process of what to say, and then saying the words out loud, they resell themselves on the membership. So even if you never use their testimonial because, I don't know, they were ugly as hell or something. I know, ugly people can do <laughs> testimonials too. I don't know. Rob, Rob's done a few. Um, we, we, um, but it, they resell themselves, which is a really, really powerful thing. So, can you rack? I can't say this with a straight face. Could you rattle us through your five R's again, please, in summary? <laughs> Sure. So again, the five R's are, the five R's are, um, the first one is receive. So welcoming new members in, delivering key information. The second is reveal. So breadcrumbing members to, to achieve their first quick win in the first two to three weeks. The third R is refer. So ensure that you're encouraging new members to refer their friends for some kind of incentive. The fourth R is report. Um, so making sure that you are identifying your most at-risk members so you can try and pull them back from the edge of cancellation. Also an opportunity for upsell of your monthly members for those who say that they're loving it. And finally, the fifth R is review. So asking for reviews from your members um, so you can capture that and use it in your marketing materials. I love it. So cool. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks for thanks for sharing that with you. I mean, it's just so easy to, to, to go and reuse that joke again. I'm just not going to do it. I could just come with every innuendo for for your R's throughout the episode. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, with, with that said, amazing. I mean, in all seriousness, if we all just take care of those, we're going to help people have a much better experience as soon as they join your membership, have some great opportunities to upsell to annual if that's a thing that's available for you. And you can see why it just works really well in helping people resell themselves, get engaged, and, and absolutely love it. So with that said, let's get into this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What's your favourite subject line, Liz? So my favorite subject line um, was actually when I worked at Virgin, we did a campaign that was the first cross Virgin campaign. So it was across, I think it was like 12 different Virgin companies. And um, it was all about finding codes and it was a really engaging campaign. And we sent an email that said that subject line was, this message has been recalled by Richard Branson. And so many people opened that email. Um, so definitely wow. one I'm keeping in my back pocket to use one day in one of my own campaigns for, for my business. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite subject line. I love it. That is, an, I mean, I don't think we need to even talk about why that works. I think we all flip and know why that works. I think, <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely amazing. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. This is awesome, Liz. For people who want to find out more about you and everything you do, tell us, where do we go? Sure. So um, I have a group program for memberships. If you want to find out more about that, that uh, is at theretentionclub.com. Theretentionclub.com. Only one R in that one. And um, I'm also Liz Beaton on Instagram, where I hang out a lot. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing so much. I really, really appreciate being able to dive into your brain and, uh, and hang out as usual. It's awesome. Definitely go and check out what Liz is up to. You will just learn tons. Absolutely great stuff. And of course, make sure you don't miss out on next week's show. We've got another great one lined up for you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast. On your podcast <laughs> podcast player. I can't even say podcast player. Do I? On your podcast player. And the next week's episode will automatically download. That's it for this week. We'll see you all next week. Cheers!